Section 42 of Curiosities of Literature, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Peary. Curiosities of Literature, Volume 3, by Isaac Disraeli. The Man of One Book mr morris in his animated memoirs has recently acquainted us with a fact which may be deemed important in the life of a literary man he tells us we have been just informed that sir william jones invariably read through every year the works of cicero whose life indeed was the great exemplar of his own the same passion for the works of cicero has been participated by others when the best means of forming a good style were inquired of the learned arnaud he advised the daily study of cicero but it was observed that the object was not to form a latin but a french style in that case replied arnaud you must still read cicero a predilection for some great author among the vast number which must transiently occupy our attention seems to be the happiest preservative for our taste accustomed to that excellent author whom we have chosen for our favorite we may in this intimacy possibly resemble him it is to be feared that if we do not form such a permanent attachment we may be acquiring knowledge while our enervated taste becomes less and less lively taste embalms the knowledge which otherwise cannot preserve itself he who has long been intimate with one great author will always be found to be a formidable antagonist he has saturated his mind with the excellences of genius he has shaped his faculties insensibly to himself by his model and he is like a man who ever sleeps in armour ready at a moment the old latin proverb reminds us of this fact cave ab homine unius libri be cautious of the man of one book pliny and seneca gave very safe advice on reading that we should read much but not many books but they had no monthly list of new publications since their days others have favored us with methods of study and catalogues of books to be read vain attempts to circumscribe that invisible circle of human knowledge which is perpetually enlarging itself the multiplicity of books is an evil for the many for we now find an helluo librorum not only among the learned but with their pardon among the unlearned for those who even to the prejudice of their health persist only in reading the incessant book novelties of our own time will after many years acquire a sort of learned ignorance we are now in want of an art to teach how books are to be read rather than not to read them such an art is practicable but amidst this vast multitude still let us be the man of one book and preserve an uninterrupted intercourse with that great author with whose mode of thinking we sympathize and whose charms of composition we can habitually retain it is remarkable that every great writer appears to have a predilection for some favorite author and with alexander had they possessed a golden casket would have enshrined the works they so constantly turned over 
demosthenes felt such delight in the history of thucydides that to obtain a familiar and perfect mastery of his style he recopied his history eight times while brutus not only was constantly perusing polybius even amidst the most busy periods of his life but was abridging a copy of that author on the last awful night of his existence when on the following day he was to try his fate against antony and octavius selim the second had the commentaries of caesar translated for his use and it is recorded that his military ardor was heightened by the perusal we are told that scipio africanus was made a hero by the writings of xenophon when clarendon was employed in writing his history he was in a constant study of livy and tacitus to acquire the full and flowing style of the one and the portrait painting of the other he records this circumstance in a letter voltaire had usually on his table the atalie of racine and the petit carême of massillon the tragedies of the one were the finest model of french verse the sermons of the other of french prose were i obliged to sell my library exclaimed diderot i would keep back moses homer and richardson and by the eloge which this enthusiastic writer composed on our english novelist it is doubtful had the frenchman been obliged to have lost two of them whether richardson had not been the elected favorite Monsieur thomas a french writer who at times displays high eloquence and profound thinking Hérault de seychelles tells us studied chiefly one author but that author was cicero and never went into the country unaccompanied by some of his works fenelon was constantly employed on his homer he left a translation of the greater part of the odyssey without any design of publication but merely as an exercise for style montesquieu was a constant student of tacitus of whom he must be considered a forcible imitator he has in the manner of tacitus characterized tacitus that historian he says who abridged everything because he saw everything the famous bourdaloue reperused every year saint paul saint chrysostom and cicero these says a french critic were the sources of his masculine and solid eloquence grotius had such a taste for lucan that he always carried a pocket edition about him and has been seen to kiss his handbook with the rapture of a true votary if this anecdote be true the elevated sentiments of the stern roman were probably the attraction with the batavian republican the diversified reading of leibniz is well known but he still attached himself to one or two favorites virgil was always in his hand when at leisure and leibniz had read virgil so often that even in his old age he could repeat whole books by heart barclay's argenus was his model for prose when he was found dead in his chair the argenus had fallen from his hands rabelais and marot were the perpetual favorites of la fontaine from one he borrowed his humor and from the other his style quevedo was so passionately fond of the don quixote of cervantes that often in reading that unrivalled work he felt an impulse to burn his own inferior compositions 
to be a sincere admirer and a hopeless rival is a case of authorship the hardest imaginable few writers can venture to anticipate the award of posterity yet perhaps quevedo had not even been what he was without the perpetual excitement he received from his great master horace was the friend of his heart to malherbe he laid the roman poet on his pillow took him in the fields and called his horace his breviary plutarch montaigne and locke were the three authors constantly in the hands of rousseau and he has drawn from them the groundwork of his ideas in his emile the favorite author of the great earl of chatham was barrow and on his style he had formed his eloquence and had read his great master so constantly as to be able to repeat his elaborate sermons from memory the great lord burley always carried tully's offices in his pocket charles v and bonaparte had machiavel frequently in their hands and davila was the perpetual study of hampton he seemed to have discovered in that historian of civil wars those which he anticipated in the land of his fathers these facts sufficiently illustrate the recorded circumstance of sir william jones's invariable habit of reading his cicero through every year and exemplify the happy result for him who amidst the multiplicity of his authors still continues in this way to be the man of one book end of section forty two